1: Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, and it is Calvin. How would you describe the day here? Uh-oh. Okay, plug in. There we go. I would describe it as beautiful. Oh, yeah. A little bit of chill in the air. Uh, cloud in the sky. long sleeve shirt helps, but there's not a cloud in the sky. It's nice and sunny. It's uh, if you're in the sun walking around the nursery, it feels great. So uh, we encourage you to come on by and celebrate. What are we? The, we're in the shade. We're sitting. in the shade. Yeah, it's a little cool in the shade. <laughs> but uh, we encourage you to come on by and start the new decade with us uh, here at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210 Hey, Duncan. What's <laughs> What's that? Oh, and you uh, know, we encourage you to come on by. Like I said, so I had an interesting experience on on New Year's Day. Oh, wow! Yeah, it was kind of a sentimental thing. We went to uh, well, two places actually. And Maybe I can. Uh, I'll throw. Our, I'll ask Trace about the rose, but I'll uh, uh, see for any of our listeners who have been over to the Grist Mill in uh, Green, Texas. There's a big climbing rose right as you go in the door, so we're trying to figure out what it was. And the pictures and description I'm giving the guys is not quite enough to uh, to get the answer, because uh, it seemed to be it was pink. Uh, I think it was thornless, because you know we drew, we were like touching it and there were no thorns. That's then
2: see that would be the key. The key because is... it'd be unusual. Yeah, I don't. I'm not an expert on. Yeah. Climbing roses, but I don't know of any that are. Okay. And I, my guess, Milton sent us a picture. It's,
1: it's a big, fluffy ball of roses, so it doesn't look like a hybrid. The hybrid tea, the <laughs> roses, like the florist roses. It doesn't look like those.
2: It looked to me like a little bit like a look, look like an old blush. Dude. Okay. But that—that I that you said, thorns. I would have
1: seen the, the thorns would have stuck me from the minute we turned into the parking lot. Well, <laughs> but may,
2: maybe they have a bene- benevolent feeling about you. <laughs>
1: That's it.
2: As they, opposed they, to most gardeners, they
1: pulled their thorns in. They said, "Okay, just back off. We don't want to. Even, we don't want to even have this guy sticking to us. Just just move him along." <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you happen to know what that is, if you if you're over in uh, Comel County or that area, and you've seen it. Uh, you can call and tell me because it was real pretty. It was real tall and boy did it, it was I don't know how old it was, but it had almost like tree trunk. Uh yeah, yeah it was Well, somebody will know that, especially yeah.
2: that th- if it's thrown. Was it
1: fragrant? Um I didn't sniff it. I, okay. should, I should have. That would have been. A was good... there a lot of blooms? Yeah, have... I had lots well, of. Blooms then you out. would have. You would have noticed. The fragrance? fragrance? <laughs> well, I don't smell so good anymore. <laughs> uh, you never. Yeah, we very noticed good. that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So, if you happen to know what that is, call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And the other one was we, we zoomed over there to do our first. Uh, uh, day of the year, Laura and I over at a Honey Creek um, Nature uh, can Preserve. Have mm-hmm. you been there? Yeah. You have? Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it was beautiful. And we saw another raven, and it sounded just like that imitation that you did. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that noise. Like it had some phlegm. <laughs> and uh, but most people were surprised when she said, "I think that's a raven." And then it made the noise, and she said, "Yeah, that's a raven." So I don't guess ravens are common.
2: Uh, well, they move. Th- they move through.
1: Okay. Well, maybe it's moving yeah, through. Yeah,
2: because yeah, you can. well I told you about it in my in my neighborhood. When they they come through, maybe one will come through once or twice a year, and the walkers will. I'll be looking up there for the... <laughs> what's making that strange noise? You yeah. must be sick or
1: something. I no, must be sick. But we saw something with crows on it um, last night on TV, and their noise was completely different. And oh, it, yeah. But the, uh, the woman did an excellent job, our trail guide. You have to go there with a trail guide. Um, it's part of the nature preserve uh, part of it. It's in Guadalupe State Park. You can go other places in the park with that one, but she did an excellent job. But I thought, you know, this would have been wonderful to see with Paul Cox because Paul would have told you about all the trees and yeah. <laughs> all the stuff on there and what the uh, yeah when she got into kind of what the uh, the, the natives and Native Americans did with the uh, uh, with the, the different uh, berries that were picked and. Uh, on the burns and stuff like that so it made me kind of sad about it but anyway <laughs> but, but yeah what did, what did the TV program about crows say oh it wasn't about crows it was a TV program where they they the crows were there and they pointed them out oh okay and they said oh look at all the crows or something like that but the noise they were making was ca 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 ca
2: always struck me too as ra- ravens or bolder.
1: oh well I don't need a, any a bolder birds <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just
2: kind of like, yeah, they're not afraid of anything.
1: And, and you would the people, you would have enjoyed it. We stopped Uh-oh. along the trail and she pointed out scat. Scat? She pointed out the scat that was along the trail <laughs> and, and one of the children that was there walking identified it as raccoon scat. And she right. said they were right. And, <laughs> and uh were there any uh Cockroaches or English sparrows? No, 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 no. I, we, we didn't see any. Um,
4: I so, bet you saw so there were lots if of cockroaches. you looked,
1: you'd have seen some English sparrows. No, I'm sure there were plenty just, just <laughs> living free and in peace Yeah. where they didn't have to worry no. about. Them. Oh, and she talked about that one, um, They don't like that. They like a the urban area better than
2: the rural area. Well, she, they like farms. She
1: talked about the warblers and the fact that there are the good and bad side of the uh, well, she talked about a prescribed burn, but I, I imagine in nature, before man settled into this, the, the nature did the burns. There were fewer uh, of the, uh, the the juniper, the juniper, ash juniper. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the one that makes us all sneeze and yeah. feel miserable. Right. But so she pointed out that there were fewer. There were lots of them there. They're pretty, uh, but she also said that that was the only tree that the warbler. Uh, uses yeah, as a golden, nest. Golden, golden cheek. Throat, golden, golden cheek. Golden cheek warbler. Yeah, yeah, uses for, uh, it's, uh, to make nests and stuff for its young. So when they, I guess when they come through in the spring, is that right? Am I getting any of this right? I thought they stayed here. Oh, do they stay here?
2: I don't, no, I think they do stay here. Okay, yeah, well I then, they I stay guess, here.
1: Well, I guess when they nest, when they... Yeah, they use the the bark or and some other stuff from the the juniper. Yeah, ash right. to, to make their nest.
4: Yeah, they're endangered species. Yeah, no, no, I knew that part. And it it takes a dozen of them to make a good nest. <laughs> <metal. laughs> to make a good mess.
1: Yeah. Okay. Did they show you one? Uh, only a picture. They're little bitty. Yeah, they they just showed us the picture. The the picture may have been bigger than the actual bird. <laughs> I think so. But they were not apparently nesting right now. But it was oh. real nice. If uh, they have Saturday morning walks, so if you want to go on a on a guided walk, we want to go back in the spring. And Honey Creek was beautiful. It was a uh, a bluish green and. I didn't know why it was called that. Why why it was called Honey Creek? One, we had a couple theories, uh, but the um, didn't it have a creek? It did have a creek. We saw the creek. We oh, didn't the,
2: know. Is that part of the
1: state park? Or yes, is it it's part a, of the state park, but just it's a different management. It's a, a yeah, it's a nature preserve, so it has to be guided. You can't just go in where it's in the state park. You can just go in and and go wherever you would like to go. Um, so one theory was that. Perhaps the water, which we couldn't drink, to the settlers there might have been a little sweeter. Uh, it was uh, spring-fed and everything. And the other was uh, that there might have been uh, bees and stuff there uh, because I guess the bees like water.
4: Yeah, they have to have water.
1: So that maybe they there was a honeycomb or honey something, and so they called it Honey Creek because of the, the correlation to the bees and stuff. So. Yeah, a
4: lot of bees
1: uh, nest in... Or have their hives in a uh, hollow tree. Yeah, there are some pretty trees. Uh, so anyway.
2: I, I bet, though, it was a color thing at that, some point in there.
1: Well, that was one of the theories, too, yeah. was that they may have discovered it in the fall. So if they had all the leaves on the top, she was hypothesizing oh. that, uh, that it would look like flowing honey. Uh, or it could have just been brown at the point that they saw it. Yeah. But it was blue. It was a, a green blue uh, when we saw it. So if you know the answers to any of these questions, <laughs> what is the rose at Green uh, Green Hall Grist Mill, or what is uh, why they call it Honey Creek? You can call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Uh,
2: I. Uh, we can uh, remind people too about um, Mitchell Lake, if you you know another uh-huh. if you want experience similar to that. Yeah. I bet those
4: ducks are out there, right? Yeah, and the pelicans. Pelican. And
2: yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty exciting wheel. Yeah, it's we used to go every, well, we did a couple
1: the couple of the events water. every yeah. yeah,
2: every year. February of March. So,
1: the cool thing about it too was you were seeing um birds that you did not necessarily see easily in San Antonio. So, so you like have, your pelicans, how many pelicans do you see in San Antonio? <laughs> Especially yeah. all those ducks out there. They're yeah. different kind of ducks. That was Mitchell Lake we're talking about in this part. And they maybe.
4: finally built a blind out there.
1: Did they? Oh wow. <laughs> Calvin, did you want to address that or no? did they build a duck blind out there?
2: I don't I don't remember that anything's changed. It's been a while since I've been out there. Oh,
1: okay. oh. oh I hear you're you're pushing for an English sparrow preserve to yeah, be built yeah. here in San Antonio to protect and them. Calvin's gonna be the chairman. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> okay, 210-308-8867. That's all I got. 210 308
4: I got uh, we got some notes uh before the year ended uh, last year from Dennis, our buddy in, in Yeah. Uh, Austin and he said some uh he said uh, uh he writes during Sunday 12, uh, Twelve December 29th, Calvin asked Jerry if there's any gopher recipes on Planet Answer. and so that threw. I can tell uh,
2: that was an error.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh, that threw Dennis into high speed. Yeah, and uh, he he sent us some uh, gopher stew recipes. Right, and uh, and talk, talked about what what you needed to cook the gopher need to get six pounds
1: of gopher meat.
4: Yeah, six pounds. I think so. I don't know where you get that. <laughs> yeah. One of the recipes says, carefully clean the gopher, wash and drain. Fry down salt pork in a big pot and add gopher meat and brown. In other words, brown the gopher meat. No, we understood. The gopher meat's already brown, isn't it? I don't or know. Black, we don't know. Black. We have no idea. Dark. Take out the meat and drain on paper towels. Add onions, celery, Hang bell, on, pepper, bell pepper to salt, pork grease, and saute until tender. Then add tomatoes and a bit of water if needed.
1: And cook on low heat for two hours. Mm, that's going to be some tender gopher.
2: Well, yeah. And I hope gopher meat. I don't know <laughs> what it like uh, it Oh, no, yeah,
1: gosh, that'd be horrible for two hours. Of- <laughs> add gopher meat to
4: 19 cups of water and two whole jalapeno pepper. Oh, That's spicy gopher stew. Cook another one and a half hours. Or until the meat is tender, which may be one and a half days. Add potatoes. The, uh, the last half hour of cooking. Mix brown flour with the water in a grass, glass jar and shake vigorously. Bring stew back to a ball and thicken with flour mix. Okay. Serve over beans and rice. Hmm. All right. Now, I was looking through my squirrel recipes.
1: Well, hang on, hang on. Don't go there yet because Barbara, I don't want to lose Barbara. She's been waiting for a few minutes here. Uh, okay. And then we we'll, we'll, we'll I'll throw you back there. Barbara has a, a, a knows our mystery rose. She oh good. 210-308-88. Oh yes ma'am.
5: I, I'm not Hi, Barbara. sure that I know what it is. Hi. Hi
3: um, okay. when the
5: grist when the grist mill was being refurbished so to speak, um we built a house out there in Green, uh Hunter Road ran behind my house and I don't remember a rose being at the entrance of, of the grist mill but how, how does Zephyrin Dorian fit the bill? It's an antique thornless
1: rambler. Oh, well. So, well
2: how how t- kind of describe it, Milton, was
1: it? So, it was huge, though, right? It was real tall. It was climbing and it was lots of pink roses, real bushy uh, pink roses, in other words. You know, so what do you call it when all the petals kind of come in? And anyway, like okay. a pom pom. Barbara, what's
2: that yeah, yeah. Ramb, What's the definition of a rambler? Is it well, kind like of like climbing line or it, what?
5: Well, a lot of it. I'm not a, a rose expert, but a lot of that depends on how nourished the. The reason why they're antiques is because they have survived abuse, and mine has survived several illnesses. So it's not real tall and and bushy, and it doesn't have a thick. Bottom, but had I taken care of it and had it had a little bit more sun, it would have been the roses are pink and they're. they're, At one time when I took care of it and fed it and all that, it was it was uh, it was quite beautiful. The flowers and it blooms twice a
2: year. Does it bloom this time of year?
5: Uh, Yeah, I would if I had fed it, but I've been sick so I haven't done anything.
1: Well, in but my this yard, year's, in other
5: words, I have rose Drive and all that strange. stuff, but I haven't fed it.
1: Well, so, and, uh,
5: but if you can look it up, if you, if you look it up, it's Zephrin, oh, uh, well. the only rose. The only rose I believe that starts with the Z and it's a rambler and it's
1: thornless. The, uh, the did if you get it, the name, yeah, I saw it online oh. too. Zephyrin Zephyrin Dorin. If you and, um, and picture yourself I walking researched up to, it. oh, good. What about the I thorns? I researched it
5: when I was planting my yard. No, it's thornless.
1: Thornless? No. Oh, good. No. If you picture yourself walking up to the grist mill, on your left is the uh, is Green Hall. On your right, there's a t-shirt uh-huh. shop. This is uh-huh. right behind the t-shirt shop, and there's like a big steel girder uh, that goes up there, mm-hmm. and it's leaning against that. Going up the steel girder, so using that as support well, as it goes up. Some
5: of the brick, some of the bricks from my house were stolen and put in the walkway that you when you're walking into the Griswold.
1: Oh no! Oh yeah! They steal your steal your bricks.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, no,
5: no, no, and, and, and we knew it, and, and it was okay oh. with us. The, the neighborhood was brand new. All those other houses out there were not there. It, when you leave the uh, the. Um, uh, What's the name of the place the, where they have the dancing and everything?
3: Yeah, Green When
5: you drive down Hunter Road, you go. I, my house was on Crystal Springs Bend, and there were no houses on the right, and these houses were on the left, and they were new okay. and they were built by Wes Leach out of uh, Austin, and that well, was 1978.
4: Well, hope you get and to feeling did, better.
5: Oh, thank you. I I I will. The the um. um the, the I did research on a climbing rose that didn't have thorns, and that was the only one that I found. And I got it at the Antique Rose Emporium here okay. in San Antonio we'll, we'll it look in nineteen ninety. I planted it in nineteen, I can't remember ninety seven <laughs> or eight, something like that.
1: It's okay.
2: Sounds okay. good. That yeah. sounds like uh, that's probably that was I a big bet. help.
1: <laughs> true. I'm going to look it up. You take care. All right. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Jerry will tell about it, tell us about his squirrel recipes, or if you're <laughs> if you're quick enough and will help us, you can call us at 210-308-8867 to occupy his mind with something else. 210-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment. Thank you, Barbara. That was great. Our listeners are so good. Uh, 210-308-8867. We appreciate it. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers right now. There's two great things that are happening this month that you need to know about. One is Millburgers Christmas Tree Recycling Program. They do this every year, and it's a way for you to help the environment to go green and to save a little money, too. So take that Christmas tree that you were ready to take down. Take all the ornaments off of it. Take everything off, including the wires, and bring it back to Millburgers. Even if you didn't buy it at Millburgers, Millburgers will recycle it so you'll be able to go green and Millburgers will also give you a 20% off coupon to be used on one purchase between now and February 29th. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. And at millburgernursery.com, you'll learn more about the upcoming Fruit Tree basics Seminar that David Rodriguez will be putting on. It's going to be teaching you everything you need to know about fruit trees on January 11th from 10 to 1130 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Forty Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. i uh, live from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and Tanya is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Tanya. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing all right. How are you?
1: Good, good. What's going on?
6: Oh, I just, um, when I was listening to your Conversation about the roses. Um, it just came to mind when you were asking. I wonder what a ra- I don't know what a rambling roses, rambler roses, and I thought of the Nat King Cole. Co- oh Nat
3: yeah, King that's right. Song, ramblin
6: song, "Rambling Rose," and I believe the rambling rose is called that in the same way the climbing rose is called a climbing rose because it climbs, but the rambling rose kind of just will ramble. You know, will just kind of. Bush out on either side instead of growing. Oh, up. okay. And, and hey, then, um,
1: yeah. the pictures of and, this rose of the Zephyrine Droughten, um, yeah, show it It climbs. It's pretty tall. It looks like almost a tree. It's got that big trunk and everything. So, anyway, just to let you know.
6: Yeah, so, and then the other comment I just was making, you were talking about making the gopher stew. Uh, in the hill country, it's very common to make. Squirrel stew. I think you mentioned right before you went to break that you were going to talk about squirrels, but <laughs> um, squirrels are are kind of a a nuisance, and so it's not uncommon for people to you know take them out, and then they'll just make uh, squirrel stew or squirrel enchiladas or squirrel anything, and you make them pretty much the same way you describe the gopher, but it doesn't really take all that long to. Didn't take days <laughs> to cook it or
3: anything, <laughs> Absolutely but it's very not- tasty.
6: But it's very tasty. I've eaten squirrel many times, and uh, you know it's a good uh, way to get rid of the squirrels that are eating up your um, wires in your car or whatever else uh, they're doing.
1: So. Do you have recipes that you um, use?
6: I, I would just I would just take do what he said, clean the squirrel, and then um, when you brown it, you're actually browning it. He used. Um, Lard, but you can use, uh, I would probably use lard or butter and do the garlic and the onions and the uh, celery. If you want bell peppers, fine. Um, And then, uh, you know, do that with the meat and then add some broth to it. You can add, you can eat it over rice, you can eat it, um, make it into tamales or enchiladas or tacos or.
3: <laughs> squirrel <laughs> enchiladas.
1: I like squirrel tamales. Wow. <laughs> well, I remember a long time ago, Jerry talked about something. He hasn't brought it up since, so I, I presume it was correct. Or, but uh, the, uh, the idea that there, were, there are people who cannot digest. Uh, like beef and stuff, but the uh, right. but they can digest squirrel, and the amount of protein is is, oh, yeah. is more than say chicken yeah. or other stuff.
6: It's I don't know the exact amount. It's probably pretty good. I mean, they eat lots of nuts. I mean, you think about their diet. It's pretty. It's not a you know bad diet. So um, it's not going to taste bad. Um, it tastes really yeah. good. And uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah.
3: well, a
2: lot yeah. of them. Uh, our listener squirrels, also get fat on. Uh, the uh, bird feed sunflower seed oh, yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah! Again, yes. lots of seeds and nuts. That's yeah. the seeds. Yeah. they eat, and so that's a, actually. I mean, you. Yeah, and I've made lots of tamales with um, venison as well. In the hill country, you do a lot of the people hunt all the all, all that sort of thing. And, well, we uh, we, we hunted. At
2: all. We hunted squirrels in Minnesota all the time when I was growing oh, up. Oh, yeah! And then uh, then I was when I was in East Texas too. That was a mm-hmm. big deal, uh, hunting yeah, squir- uh, hunt squirrels. Pretty yeah, pretty
6: common, pretty common.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, in the southeastern United States, that's usually the first hunt a youngster goes on with his his parents or a friend. His 22. Squirrel
2: hunt. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it was a toss-up for rabbits or squirrels. Yeah, with us. yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. uh, depending on what part of the... State you were in because of prairie. <laughs> if you're on the prairie or the Cause with a squirrel,
4: you can squirrel hunt, you can uh control the gun. I mean, uh, uh when shooting a squirrel and everything, yeah, okay. it's, it's not a fast yeah, there's, shot. There's, oh.
6: yeah, and there's different you know varieties of squirrels. Some squirrels are smaller, but some are right, you the know, gray squirrel. pretty big. Yeah, cool. Well, big.
1: Well, well, thanks, Tanya. Oh sure. All right, have a yeah, great great, day. great information. We'll yeah, we'll keep looking later. for the Rambling Rose. We'll we'll have okay. we'll have Al play it next time. Okay.
6: okay
1: great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. All right, have we had enough squirrels or did you want to talk a quick <laughs> no, about
4: No, I, I was uh looking through my squirrel recipes and I was cleaning out my uh, notebook for the uh for the new year. Yeah. And uh, I saw that on on the squirrel recipes on plantanswers.com, we have barbecued rabbit Mm. uh, on there and possum. Okay. And uh, I'm deciding whether to add the gopher to it. Uh, Maybe maybe a link to the gopher recipe.
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, if you... uh with Wilson County, it would seem like I'd be this. doing a service.
2: Yeah, the little puppy. Don't be talking about gopher food when your little teeny puppy There's is up
1: there. There's a little puppy there. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-88-67 and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Do you think
2: maybe that puppy's going to live a pampered life?
1: Yes. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> But it's uh, it seems to enjoy that. And that woman, uh, where did she go? Is she still there? She walked by. I don't know if y'all saw her. I know. Calvin was captivated by the <laughs> by your squirrel and stuff recipes and was looking at you. She was walking by and she held up the uh, six-pack of the blue bonnets that she just oh, bought. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and she said, did a thumbs-up and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, they've got a, a the fresh red, supply. The red, of, white, and blue, uh, yeah. red, white, and blue, blue bonnets.
2: Well, and the other thing Jerry and I were talking about is the renewed supply of spinach. Oh. It really looks good. It's the best-looking
4: plant yeah. that's been on the market this year. Hmm.
2: And, yeah, you want to wow. get, I think it's good, uh, you, if you're going to plant spinach, you want to get it in now, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and then and, the onions, of course, are, onions, you got a little yeah. time on them, but uh, it's, it's a good time to get them in anyway. Too. And the neat thing about this spinach
4: is you can have a salad <laughs> off of it before you plant it. Wow. Because the leaves are so big, and there's so many leaves. It
1: practically pays for itself. Oh, well, yeah.
2: Well, you got a couple of choices. They've got those uh, four-inch containers. Yeah, four-and-a-half. And, a half, and then they got the little, little uh, two-inchers, don't they, in there? Or I it, didn't see that. are they just, super
4: packs? I was just captivated by the the big spinach. huh hey, the blue bonnets
1: look good, too. we we got another guest on the line that... Uh, that we're familiar with, Warren Remy of Spider Man oh, no. Pest Control. Hi there, Warren Remy. What's going on?
0: Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy decade.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a good one. What you, what you know? You got a comment on uh, on Calvin's article?
0: Yeah, Calvin mentioned the uh, the scale insects, and um, we. I can't I can't really remember how long it's been since we have done so many scale treatments in uh in the cool season It's just amazing how the the scale is just covered up on everything and uh the magnolias the magnolias seem like they just get totally totally encrusted in these scales
2: ah, I was at a I think I mentioned in the article I was at a presentation where Dr. Larry Stein was talking, and he he says that in terms of backyard uh, fruit production, he thinks scale is the the largest problem that people have. Yeah, because they don't see it. Yeah. They don't notice it. And I've got, I have a peach tree that's loaded with it, but it's, uh, and then some trees you don't have a don't have any on yeah. it yeah others uh, have a lot on it but uh so so what else uh, what other kind of things you you, you mentioned uh, we mentioned the fruit trees and the magnolias what else what other things have scale euonymus right? uh, oh gosh yeah the holly so
0: <laughs> the, the dark it seems like the leaves that they're on the dark uh the dark leaves like the magnolia leaves and the holly and things like that I guess because you you know it it, it stands out so much because the leaf is green and the scale is kind of kind of tan whitish you know and uh, it's just the scale is just hitting everything and we uh, we do a lot of dormant oil spray which we really can't get dormant oil anymore it's all what they call horticultural Oil, yeah, but so uh, oil. it it's almost the same product. But the old old remember the old Staffels
3: uh, right. Norman
0: oil. You know, absolutely that was that was awesome awesome product. I think it had a little bit of a surfactant in it. But um, but nowadays we're using the two uh, percent or three percent horticultural oil. And it never fails. It, we go through the cool season until it gets almost warm, and then that's when we get so many calls to come and stop it because they they didn't do it <laughs> in the cool season.
4: Huh. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, it's but, almost impossible. To, the the, the uh, least, the, the the dormant oil sprays are, are applied at this time of the year, and... Uh, they're they're easy to apply and it's organic that's an organic control no no chemical involved and uh but people don't do it it's uh I don't know whether people don't see the scale and they don't, they don't see the the little scale on the on the plants
2: i was uh, i was debating too <laughs> um is it better to do the application before you prune or after you prune? I'm thinking it's probably better just to do it as soon as you can, and yeah. then just worry about the pruning afterwards. Yeah,
4: you uh, can do it more than once a year. That's right, and in the fall, in the yeah. spring, winter.
2: Yeah, because you never know exactly how you're going to end up pruning either. But um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, and something that needs to be done.
1: And uh you
2: know,
0: just like in in uh in pecan in the pecan trees where you have uh rust in uh in the pecan tree and and uh powdery mildew and things like that. That the leaves when the leaves fall and they build up like that, it seems like it's a, a vicious circle. It just continues to promote itself if if uh, sanitation, you know, if you don't get all those leaves up and out of there, you know, and kind of the same thing with the scale, if you do some good sanitation practices and get get the infected leaves out of there, it seems like it helps a lot to uh, stop that cycle.
4: Yeah, that's a good idea. So, are are y'all using the, you know, most of these uh, uh, dormant oil quote-unquote that are sold now, Nemo, What uh, well, are y'all using the old-fashioned dormant oil when you spray?
0: It's uh, we get it in a in a five-gallon container, and it just it it's called white horticultural oil.
1: Okay. And Warren hasn't brought it up because uh, I mean I think he just but he is with Spider-Man Pest Control, so when he says we do this. Uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is the company Warren uh, owns and works and obviously works in and makes grow, and it's very popular. We talk about it here on the air, and if you want more information, you can call them at 210-656-3721. We'll tell you more about them in a little while, too, but 210-656-3721. Warren,
2: w- w- with uh, dormant oil, is there anything uh, uh, like if you've got things planted under the trees or... Winter annuals are, are. You have to worry about th- that with the dormant oil too—that you're spraying or no. or not.
0: No, you really don't. It uh, it's it's not a. Uh, it's very viscous. It's it's real thin, thin oil, so it doesn't hurt anything when you get any uh, any droplets. Uh, doesn't hurt anything on the ground at all.
4: Well, the old the old dormant oil uh, would kill flowering annuals. I did it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, under and the I tree. Did. Yeah,
0: it would. I think that's. Uh, I think it had surfactant in it, Jerry. I think that's why it did that. But uh, but the pure oil that we're using is just a real, real fine, clear oil now, so it doesn't hurt anything
2: now. Also, p- p- folks. Um, need to know that there, there's not an obvious kill after yeah, the spray. Yeah,
4: just thinking that.
2: Yeah, you 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 have to wait, sometime, and then 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 you can kind of. I guess you feel it or you see you see it kind of. You squish the, them.
4: You squish yeah, them and mm-hmm. and watch the guts pop out, them. Yeah, it's actually red. Huh. Yeah, that's right.
1: You squish uh-huh. them.
3: Well, okay.
0: I'll let you guys go. I just wanted uh, to mention no, I'm that, glad and you also, called. don't forget about squirrel and dumplings. That's some of the best you can get is squirrel and dumplings.
1: No. <laughs> are, you, are you out squirrel hunting now, Warren?
3: No. <laughs> oh,
0: that's some no, that's... of my some of my finest memories is back in the in the Boy Scouts back when I was about 12, 13 years old, learning how to get my marksmanship. Merit badge with my 22 oh, wow. rifle.
2: What you got? Oh, you guys use 22s? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where,
0: yeah. where were you? Where did you live? In San Antonio, but we uh, we hunted around there where UTSA is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were out there all the time, uh, and we we set up our little camp and. Uh, <laughs> My cousin Ken and I, we, we went out there one time with our bows and arrows, and we didn't take any food with us, and we were going to going to feast on rabbits uh, and uh, <laughs> and squirrels. And thank God my uncle showed up the next day with some food <laughs> because we were starving.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> funny. Thanks, Warren. <laughs> Talk to you later, Warren. That's yeah, thank you for calling in. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was Warren Remy of Spider Man Pest Control, and I'll just he give you the. coral hunter, too. Yeah, that's
2: one of the topics we wrote about in the paper to, today too. Well, what's that? Didn't we do, uh, put? Did we write about dormant Oil, Jerry?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. we'll we'll touch on that in just a second. His number is 210-656-3721. You'll find him online at go com. All right, uh, we're going to take a break while we do. Uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867 and i uh, will answer your gardening questions or we'll tell you more about Calvin's article coming up in just a moment. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. This is Milburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to tell you what's going on at Milburgers right now. There's two great things that are happening this month that you need to know about. One is Milburgers' Christmas Tree Recycling Program. They do this every year, and it's a way for you to help the environment to go green and to save a little money, too. So take that Christmas tree that you were ready to take down. Take all the ornaments off of it. Take everything off, including the wires, and bring it back to Millburgers. Even if you didn't buy it at Millburgers, Millburgers will recycle it so you'll be able to go green, and Millburgers will also give you a 20% off coupon to be used on one purchase between now and February. 29th. For more information, go to milburger Nursery.com, And at MillBurgerNursery.com, you'll learn more about the upcoming Fruit Tree Basics Seminar that David Rodriguez will be putting on. It's going to be teaching you everything you need to know about fruit trees on January 11th from 10 to 1130 at MillBurger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road.
3: Right. back
1: to Garden Gardening, South Texas. That's for Tanya, who called us up uh, with the uh, the Ramblin' Rose comment. And then I guess uh, for our first caller, too, I think it was Barbara. Yeah. Who said it was a Ramblin' Rose over by the Grist Mill. That it was, uh, oh, I forgot, Zephrin something. I'm sorry, Barbara. I, th- I think Nat King Cole owns that
4: song, don't you? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you think of that song? You think of Nat King? Yeah.
1: 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Toll free. It's 866 308 8867. All right. So we got the. Yeah. Uh,
4: Calvin wrote in his uh, article in today's paper said, uh, if you have peach, plum, or other fruit trees, I think we can include citrus in there, too. Uh, it is likely you have scale insects sucking the juices, Milton. Ugh.
2: Sucking the juices from the plant. That's kind of rude of them, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I was trying to remember how we used to describe it. I think, wasn't there a better way we... Uh, yeah, we used to make the sucking noise. <laughs> <Okay>. No,
3: that, <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't the better oh, way. Oh, wait a minute,
4: wait a minute. We made the suffocating yeah. noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While you were trying to explain mm-hmm. how the door door works. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, he quoted uh, Dr. Larry Stein uh, as saying that uh, scale insects were the, are the uh, problem most affecting backyard fruit production. Mainly because, now, uh, most people can see the white scale. White peach scale, and uh, cause it's it's white. It, uh, it's hard, hard if it's that thick, but you got was, troubles.
2: But they initially everybody thinks it's a fungus.
4: Yeah, right.
2: Yeah,
4: but what uh, what people don't see on on the citrus is the gray is the uh, brown scale, and other uh, the
2: foliage sometimes. Yeah,
4: it's right. on the stems. Yeah, and the foliage. But, uh, in fact, there's a picture. There's a picture in the, in the, uh, with his article talks about this is outbreak of scale insects on Meyer lemon. They're common on citrus. But, uh, anyway, Calvin talks about controlling them. Let's see. If your trees have a white, powdery-looking covering on the bark... Treated with a dormant oil. That's that's what I was saying. The problem with citrus is, I've never seen white peach scale on citrus.
2: Yeah, but I it has thought, I had a lot of that. Uh, I probably should have emphasized brown. that it's not all
4: white scale. Yeah, uh, I, I did white on TV one time, and uh, back at back in the day, I I recommended uh, during the pruning technique. If you could, cut that infected branch off. Because the problem with, with dormant oil is it's a tree with dormant oil. Uh, the organic control is diluted in the water and sprayed generously, generously, all over the trunk and stem surfaces to suffocate. <laughs> suffocate the insects. Uh, Suffocate the insects. Apply at the beginning of a 48-hour period when temperatures are going to be above 45 degrees. Now, that means at night, too, right? Yes. Okay. Which is not hard in our time. At the beginning of a 48-hour period, so two days.
2: Yeah. So February is, you don't want to get... Don't want to go beyond February, probably. You want to watch February is usually the good month because you're, that's the time you can start pruning too. Yeah.
4: Now the problem I I, I never have used this new scale new scale product, uh, but uh, the problem I had with the old scale products were uh, were that they, the scales are on top of each other, and they call them scales because they're aphids basically. With a a little cap on them. Apartment. Caps, uh, condo, armor.
2: Condo co- complex. Yeah, there.
4: absolutely. And they're on top of each other. So I, I would spray with the dormant oil, and uh, lo and behold, it would get the top layer, but it didn't seem to kill the lower ones. Hmm. I guess I was lower ones. But uh, I would spray a couple of times. Another thing that Warren didn't mention and Calvin didn't mention, mm. uh, is, uh, we've got a scaled uh, article on uh, PlantAnswers.com, is that uh, sometimes if you wait till later in the spring, you, you're
2: you good to put an insecticide in. Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. We fortified, used fortified to. as you used yeah. to say. It's harder and harder to find a one that fortifies, I guess. Would you use uh, malathion? Yeah, of course. Uh, seven might still be available in some places. Too. Yeah, Fine.
4: but uh, malathion would work. Uh, any, any insect, because as I was as I explained in the article, which was written by uh, an entomologist, they they come out from at certain times of the year. They're move, They're moving. They come out from under that. Demonstrations. Gas. Yeah, yeah.
2: Carrying these little.
4: <laughs> ins- <laughs> and that's when the insecticide kills. Them. So, uh, well, I think I recommended it. Fortify it. Probably with diazinon back in those days. But uh, the people don't spray their their trees. I mean, uh, it got to the point where uh, every every year every. Fall and spring, we would talk about using dormant oil. Nobody used dormant oil because it's a preventive spray. No. Now, when they see the white scale on there, they may spray, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's no reason not to spray, and it kills uh well. or controls certain bacteria uh or, or fun uh. What am I trying to think of? Uh, scale, uh, something, I don't know, that overwintered in the bark. Yeah, lots of, there's a whole the list. Peach, uh, the peach, the peach, uh, the peach disease it controls.
2: Uh, uh, I don't. Bacterial leaf spot. Really? Yeah, bacterial leaf spot. But there's a whole list of uh, insects that are oh, also. Oh, yeah, uh, under the bark. That also controlled, yeah. It's just amazing what the population is under the bark and and the uh, dormant oil or the horticultural oil uh, does does a, a pretty good job of reducing the uh, those uh, those insects too so you have a better start in the spring for yeah sure.
4: so the bottom line is maybe you can't see the scale but it, it sure doesn't hurt anything to
2: apply the dormant oils now we used to Spray it on pecans too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time for the what is our Phylloxera? Phylloxera, Yeah. Phylloxera. Yeah. That was a yeah. main so the, the main way knots to on the roots. yeah the main Nots way to treat phylloxera was to s- spray dormant oil. Yeah.
4: So anyway, it's something good to use, and uh, I'm I'm still cautious about the annuals under the tree. Because uh, you spray it to runoff. I mean, you yeah. you know you you use copious amounts, Milton. Copious. And so, <laughs>
2: even though uh, the, this is a uh, uh, an organic control and uh, real mild, not much of a threat. But read the read the instructions. I mean, the label, just yeah. so so you uh, are following the following the rules. And in this case. What you want is it to be effective, and so you got to follow follow the instructions if you if you're going to have it be effective. Right. And uh,
4: Kevin uh, discusses uh, freeze kill foliage. Said wait a while before uh, don't be too quick to prune off branches. But be ready to cover the plants to provide a heat source if another freeze is forecast.
2: Yeah, it looks like my... You think we're going to have another freeze? I'll tell you after the uh, news. (laughs) Because, you know, I think a lot of gardeners are the same situation with me. I have uh, some of my Mexican lime lost most of their leaves, but they're already starting to get uh, buds back.
4: They bud bud out real quick after they lose their leaves.
2: And uh, Meyer Lemon was not not as badly affected The yeah. satsumas didn't seem to be or the grapefruit no. didn't seem to be faced no. at all
4: you want to put that dormant oil before bud breaks and we always get the question from people uh suppose i waited too late and i've got uh, the buds already open it and uh i used to tell them to go ahead and spray because uh the good that dormant oil does is better than the few blooms that you might lose when you spray after the bloom. So uh, anyway,
1: all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. A reminder. Uh, Mill Burgers has two things coming up we're talking about in the commercials. One is January 11th from uh, 10 to 1130. David Rodriguez will be here at Mill Burgers, and David will be talking about uh, fruit trees, selection, uh, and um, it's perfect uh, for, uh, actually, I think he said focusing on citrus, Uh, but uh, let's see. Yeah, fruit, fruit tree basics. They just have a picture of citrus. Uh, On the 11th from 10 to 11.30, it's free. Uh, And they'll be talking about the right choices, how to take care of them, things like that. So bring lots of questions, and David will help you out with that. And, of course, we've got the recycling uh, program going on here at Millburgers. I've seen a couple trees in the parking lots come back to Millburgers. They recycle them, uh, and they'll give you a a 20% off coupon to be used now. Uh, through on a single purchase, and there's some exclusions. You can go to MillbergerNursery.com to learn more. Uh, but uh, yeah, through the uh, 29th of February, so check that out. They do ask that you remove all the wires and the and uh, ornaments is and stuff. jumpy
4: about that. Isn't oh, yeah, was just He's thinking the same there. thing. Right. He was out there
2: <laughs> screaming and hollering and throwing. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So, no anyway. more tinsel, no yeah. more tinsel. It it must it must be an exciting event
1: when they it sounds like it. grind one up that's got the lights <laughs> on. We're taking a break. Back in a moment on i thirty.
0: We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas once again. Doctor Jerry Parsons, Doctor Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty
1: a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Yeah, give us a call. Be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, the forecast, did you want to hear what the weather's going to be? Do you do you believe me anymore? I think it's
3: going to be nice. As long
1: as long you don't say rain. What? Yeah. No, rain. he doesn't believe me if I say rain. He, oh. he, he
2: you know. Yeah, you think it's bad luck when he says rain? Oh, maybe I so.
1: So okay, uh, this afternoon sunny with a high near seventy-one. It's okay, a, I believe that it's about sixty-seven now. Uh, let's see, clear this evening, low around forty-five. Okay, tomorrow a little warmer. See, that's
2: a good, still a good temperature
1: for dormant oil application. Oh, good. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's tomorrow sunny, high near seventy-two. Low, all right. Low again around forty five. I don't think it's gonna freeze anymore. No. Okay. Uh well the the forecast for the week doesn't show a freeze. There but you go. At a
2: thirty five. At yeah.
1: thirty five. I got Tuesday night, is that kind of what you remember?
2: Yeah, at the end of the seven the I think it was the seven days, is that
1: yeah, there must be a, a front coming in because uh today, tomorrow and Monday are all about seventy two. And then uh, the high on Tuesday is 63, with a low around 35. Uh, Northeast winds around 5 miles per hour, becoming very calm in the evening. And then uh, 20% chance of showers on Thursday, and 20% chance of showers on Friday. Well, they were they were so promising with their sixty percent, eighty percent. Yeah, I think there was an eighty percent chance of showers on. Uh, well, now it was dependent on the forecast. you looked at. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'll I'll go to a local forecast. It's two.
2: mine the, the one I was looking at, uh, the weather station was never. Uh, I
4: don't. I don't think there's going to be any more freezes this year. Ever again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: or this year, you think?
2: I think that I think there is. If I had to bet on it. Oh, uh, there. Right? Yeah. So. Have That's why I keep reminding everybody to have their freeze equipment. Everything's growing so well in the winter garden. Yeah. But it, that kind of s- sneaks up on us. About a bit. <laughs> Comes in fast, I guess. You know what I did this last week? What? Rode up the ride.
1: Did the ride up for the Rodeo 2020 tomato. Oh. Well, you know that's not the name because you said there was, no, uh, yeah. there was no number in it. And uh, it looks like a pretty good tomato. Oh, good. There's no N in it either. It won't, it won't be your rodeo tomato, something N, something, something. You said it wasn't nematode-resistant or wasn't it it's heat not nematode-resistant. Nematode resistant. Okay. I was disappointed in that. Okay. But it's a pretty good tomato. What are some of its qualities? Or can you even tell us that? No. Ah, geez. <laughs> it has a lot of red fruit on it. <laughs> is that right? Well, people will be uh, excited, about very that. excited about that.
2: When is the uh, red rodeo start?
4: Uh, I think uh, late February uh, okay. I'll uh, you eighth, some. something like that. I'll
1: get yeah. you some rodeo. Well, just,
2: just if they want me to do an article in the Express, make sure I get an informa- the information a couple weeks before, or, or if they're going to have them here at Millburgers too, we okay. can get it, get it in there.
1: Hey, James, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I'll use Jerry's call. That's what I'll do. What's going on, James?
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a question about, uh, I don't know whether fertilizer or water on the crape myrtles.
3: What? Okay. Fertilizer? Yeah.
0: Um, a buddy of mine uh, has got a farm out in uh, around New Berlin. And uh, I gave him some uh, grape myrtle starts to grow oh. uh year before last. And he, he watered them with the water from the well, and he killed them.
4: How salty is his well?
0: Well, let me tell you, Jerry. I said, well, is that the only craig myrtle you killed? And he said, no, every time I water the craig the myrtles in the landscape, the edge of the leaf um, gets brown on the edge. Yeah,
4: that's salt.
0: I didn't know salt there was in the water That's yeah. salt. Okay. Yeah, it's
4: damaging the root system. Unless okay, well, unless he's doing something crazy with the water. Uh, that,
0: no, he's coming out of the well, Jerry.
2: Okay. But it's not, I mean, he's not watering too much, is he?
0: Uh, uh, this guy's been around for a while. Uh, he knows you know how to do plants. It's just every, every time he uses that well water on the crape myrtles, it gets that condition. And <laughs> and uh, I think I took over a uh, hundred and something crape myrtles in, uh, I don't know, they were in trays, root maker trays, and he killed all those.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: And it's just fake
4: well, myrtles. Everything else, he says, just does okay. So hmm. uh, that's weird. That's I didn't know they were that salt-tolerant, uh, uh, sensitive.
2: Well, so this I, would be the that would be the year, year This would be the year for that. If uh, if they went into uh, that hot hot weather we had this summer with uh, yeah. uh, root root development problems, they would have it'd have a tough time surviving.
4: Yeah, it well, did it well? Drop off and in, in, in other words, did it get low?
0: Let me ask you next time I see him. He's coming over tomorrow to pick up some uh, uh, some heat mats and different different things. Uh, I'll yeah, ask he needs tomorrow.
2: to he ne- he needs to get that water tested. Surely he's done it, or well, maybe not if he's not had any problem before. Yeah,
0: hadn't had any problems before until the Craig Myrtle showed up.
2: Maybe it's your fault, James. <laughs> well,
0: that's why I'm calling you. I put um, an eighteen-six-twelve osmocote in those uh, in those trays, and I thought, well, maybe the, I killed it with the osmocote.
2: No, It'd be pretty hard to do that. No,
4: I, I've, ne- I've never heard of anybody uh, adding too much osmocote. In other words, that it killed the plant. However, uh, with that said, Malcolm Beck told me one time that uh, he was adding Osmocote to some soil mixes. And uh, he had, had, had such good luck with one of his buyers that the guy wanted more Osmocote in there. So he put more Osmocote in there, and the guy still did extremely well. And so five, and and wanted more osmocode. So he added more osmocode and it seemed like Malcolm said he killed his kill some plant. Huh. But that would that would have to be almost pure osmocode to kill a plant. Especially yeah. after it's been planted.
0: It was uh it was just a recommended you know, the recommended oh, okay. amount.
4: No, that didn't do it. Okay, thanks, James.
2: <laughs> You're safe, James.
1: Man. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah, that's me, me, you, you. It's not your yeah, fault. I got,
0: I got another question. Okay. I mean, I got a comment.
3: Uh oh. Uh.
0: You know, Go. it's getting pretty dry out here. We haven't had a good rain in a while, and we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to put some flea and tick powder on the catfish, man. It's really getting dry out here.
3: No. <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: Yeah, how long you've been waiting to say that James? Okay, thanks for going. Thank you, James. You've been drinking there. that water, that salt water?
0: Not yet, but <laughs> I'm t- thinking about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, James. You take care, Bye, man. James. Take Bye, Take care. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Eighty-eight,
4: sixty-seven. Yeah, we were talking about uh, fruit tr- fruit trees a while ago, and I want to remind everybody that uh, a really nice uh, earth-kind fruit tree seminar is coming up on January 24th, which is Friday, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden Educational Room at uh, 15... Five Funston in San Antonio, at eight thirty a.m. to five ten p.m. Uh, check-in is seven forty-five to eight thirty, and the cost is uh, fifty dollars per person, which includes light breakfast, light breakfast, uh, lunch, and snacks.
2: Are you sure it doesn't include a room, too? Or?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be talking about peaches, blackberries, citrus, grapes, and more. Selecting, planting, and maintenance of even, and common insects and diseases and control.
2: David's even going to talk about bananas.
4: Yeah, that they're going to have such notary, notary speakers as uh as David Rodriguez, and of course we can get get the uh, preview of him yeah, here on, at Melbourne. Before then, uh, Larry, Larry Stein. Dr. Larry Stein's going to be there talking about peaches, nectarines, apricots, and Oriental persimmons. The apricot sh- talk will be short, uh, and then the uh, uh, Beth. McMannan a horticulture in Gillespie County, will be talking about blackberries, figs, and pomegranates. And uh, then uh, David's going to be talking about citrus and bananas. I can't believe they David, the
1: banana. He's the it. banana expert. They're <laughs> the
4: And Olive, uh, He knows. And they're going yeah. to they talk about grapes, olives, and pears. And. Uh, Let's see. It's gonna be they uh, they they're, they're giving uh, C, three CEUs for TDA pesticide,
2: and uh, that's if they've got a you've got a pesticide license and you need those CEUs. Yeah. You get three of them
4: for integrated pest management and general two. They have one for the integrated pest management and two for general. And uh, they're even giving uh, CEUs for uh, Texas Nursery Landscape Association and Master Gardener.
2: A lot of them. Yeah, and uh, wonder. I wonder if that has anything <laughs> to do with David and Larry's participation. I must do it.
4: And uh, the International Society of Arboriculture CEUs, Certified Arborist six. CEUs, municipal Specialist, six CEUs, BCMA practice number uh, five CEU, and BCMA management one CEU. So it's going to be a tremendously good educational program, and uh, we encourage uh, encourage everyone to come. Uh, registration is available at uh, AgriLife? You say you're going to put this in the, to the paper. I mean next week. Next Saturday, yeah. Uh, it's Agri at the, on the AgriLife.
2: Uh, I suspect you can find it.
4: Amu dot edu.
2: Yeah, you can find. They've got a comp. They've got the complex. Um, place to register yeah. but uh, yes. usually you can just go to AgriLife bear, bear county yeah and find, and you it. find it
4: or All right. if you want to call in uh you can call the extension of what is the
2: number bear? extension
1: of jerry <laughs> okay william is on the line at 308 210-308-88-67. <laughs> 210-308-8867 hey there william welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how are you
0: I'm well. I'm good. I, I've just got a couple of general questions. One, I planted uh, some Monterey oaks and some low-quot trees and some mountain laurels, and I wondered if I should put any root stimulator on them, or if that would just be throwing money away.
2: Well, I wouldn't put any root stimulator on them, uh, but other uh, other uh, gardeners and horticulturists uh, recommend it i don't uh i think Jerry's agrees with me yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah i uh i Neil's is a big one on uh root stimulator and uh i i've i have i have often wondered uh where they get that recommendation because uh usually the root stimulator now, with root simulator for vegetables is high in phosphorus, but I don't think, I, I doubt if that works the same for fruit trees and nut trees. Uh, they usually put uh, IBA, endobutyric acid, which is a growth hormone, a rooting hormone, which we, we use on cuttings there at the greenhouse, uh, but... Uh, in, in they put a very small amount in the root stimulator. I think the be, the main benefit of a root stimulators is to get the plant, get people to water in the plant real good when they when they transplant.
2: That's so, a long answer for uh, uh, no. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't bother. Well
0: I, said, well, I just you know over the years. I've killed plants with kindness, and in the last decade or so, I just stick them in the dirt and water them, and they don't do a whole lot else, and they seem to do all right,
4: but I just Yeah, that's
2: good. Well, that's always the key. You know, when Jerry and I are recommending fertilizers, we generally say the plant has to settle in and has to start its growth direction before it can utilize any kind of nutrients. And so your fertilizer, you know, one year or after one growth season is uh, useful, where fertilizer at the beginning is not nearly as useful.
0: Well, that's, yeah, you know, I, my other question is on my low plots and my Monterey Oaks, you know, I should have bought my fencing before I planted them, but I just thought one day they'd be alright, and the buck came through, and Pushed over some of the oak trees and rubbed on uh-huh. one, nearly ringed it. And I, you know, I put some latex on the, on the marred up bark of the one tree and didn't quite ring it. I wondered if I should just pitch it in the trash and buy another one or see what happens. But I i kept it. And then the local, they got a haircut. But I
2: put tension around them, and I think they'll recover. But I
0: just wanted to ask you about that. Now, uh, which kind of oak is
2: it? It's a Monterey oak. Oh, uh, yeah. Oaks are kind of notorious for being affected by uh, damage to the to the uh, trunks. Uh, you know, everybody's got a story about red oaks. Uh, if they've got, if the deer gets at them, or if a string mower. Uh, cuts their uh, breaks the uh, vascular system at you, you know, you, the growth rate is about half or a third of what it is if they're uninjured. But I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't, I, 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 in my experience, loquats haven't been nearly the, as sensitive to it. They, they seem to re, repair their damage much quicker. But I'd, I'd be, I'm kind of like you, I'd be leery of the performance of the oak tree.
0: Well, the worst thing could happen is they'd set me back a year. I'll just replace it next fall. If it doesn't, you know, recover, but hate to see the bark and that stuff like that, and then the candy I'm having to grow like a crippled tree for the rest of his
4: life.
2: And that's that's quite often will happen that way.
4: Yeah. What what percentage of the trunk is is damaged? Well, it got
0: it like three-quarters of the way around and up about oh, 12 inches,
4: you know. That's not good. No. Um,
2: you could, uh, you could I mean, plant, uh, una- yeah, plant another one by it or something. It's, of course, then you'll you have to make that. a decision.
0: I mean, there's a shoot coming off the, a couple of little sprigs coming off the bottom that I was going to clip off, but I thought I, you know, I could just Cut the tree off and let those sprigs come up
4: and be the new tree. Yeah, you could do that.
0: Yeah, that's what i may do. If the roots, you know, the roots are still good. But
4: yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But you got to keep it away. Keep the deer away again. In other words, fence it or do something. Yeah, i
0: put I'll be- some fencing around it, and so you know, I just wish. I don't know. I got in a hurry trying to get them all planted, digging all those holes, and then I thought one day wouldn't have hurt, you know. But just advice <laughs> to, just have your fencing material ready to put around it right away, because those punks yeah. fucking rub their horns on them.
4: Yeah, that's what I thought. Leaving pansies on the front porch for one day wouldn't hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: And uh, this deer ate them in one, 24 hours.
0: Yeah, they were, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty brazen. They came out, a couple of does came out, and they were snacking on a tree right in front of me. I started yelling <laughs> at them. And they just, well, what are you gonna do? You know, so I ran out and clapped my hands at them and ran them off. But there you I go. think the loclops would be all right and just got a nice haircut.
1: There you go. Thanks Jane. Thanks William.
3: Yeah. Good luck.
1: Good luck. All right. We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvordi Road. I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers right now. There's two great things that are happening this month that you need to know about. One is Milburgers' Christmas tree recycling program. They do this every year and it's a way for you to help the environment to go green and to save a little money too. So take that Christmas tree that you were ready to take down, take all the ornaments off of it, take everything off, including the wires and bring it back to Millburgers. Even if you didn't buy it at Millburgers, Millburgers will recycle it so you'll be able to go green and Millburgers will also give you a 20% off coupon to be used on one purchase between now and February 29th. For more information, go to milburger Nursery.com, And at MillBurgerNursery.com, you'll learn more about the upcoming Fruit Tree Basics Seminar that David Rodriguez will be putting on. It's going to be teaching you everything you need to know about fruit trees on January 11th from 10 to 1130 at MillBurger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverde Road. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll-free. It's 866-308. Eighty-eight sixty-seven, the number to call to be a part of the show. Hey, take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man Pest Control. Thanks to Warren for calling in and being a part of the show. We always appreciate that. If you've got uh, things that are bugging you around the house, if there's insects that you need to get rid of or like more and winch, and even things in the garden that you want them to spray for, uh, give them a call. Uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210- 656-3721. 210-656- 3721 and uh, you'll find him there and you'll find all the stuff he does. Now, we're not too worried about mosquitoes right now but uh, spring will be here soon and so will summer and the mosquitoes uh, Warren's got a system called the Into Care Mosquito. So Diabetes are you system.
2: writing off the winter already too? Yeah. Huh? No, i no,
3: just uh,
1: it'll be summer with, it, cause it's inevitable it's the, inevitable as a change of the sun <laughs> got the up thing. to us here and it's nice and Yes, to some of us. Yeah, I'm still (laughs) waiting for it. But, yeah, give them a call and learn all the stuff they do. GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. 210-656-3721. All right. Christy is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Christy, what's going on? Uh, I just needed
7: to ask a question about using my composter because I just went out there and added some stuff to it, and it's so wet. In fact, there's some mildew on some vegetables that I'd put in there. Do I need to start over, or what can I do?
2: Is it an open pile, a big pile?
7: No, it's a a roller type, a small roller composter.
2: Yeah. Well, I would would dump it out and... Start start over because they're they're a little notorious for if they get soggy they, they quit mm-hmm. working. Yeah.
4: Well, how, that's how did apparently. it get? Too, how did it get too wet? Well, you know,
7: during the fall I added like uh, the oak, the acorns, and I know okay. it was like the it was the last time I mowed, and uh, then after, and I, I'm sure I added a little water, but not a lot. But I mean, it is so wet in there, it's
4: just a soggy ah. mess. So.
2: That's strange. Yeah, with that dry summer we had.
4: Does your uh, yes. does your roof drain on into the into that? No, it's nowhere oh. near them. Yeah, no. Hmm. Okay,
2: well, you, you can't. I mean, you don't want to make it too elaborate. You can just dump it out, let it dry out a little bit, and then put everything back in. That's what but it you're saying it, no. it'll
7: it'll still be fine. It won't hurt my flowers or whatever I put it on.
4: Oh no,
2: no, it won't. Okay,
7: hurt. okay. I just didn't know if the, the mildew would spread, or but if I no. dry it out, it'll be fine. Okay.
4: That's yeah. not the same mildew that uh, gets on okay. plants. Okay.
7: Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do. I'll just pour it out.
4: But you you need to figure out how it got so
2: wet. Yeah, that is strange.
7: Yeah, and, and I they're new. I have two little ones that I bought. And um, I've used them before, and they've been fine. So I, I don't know, maybe I just yeah, made it must, too wet.
2: Yeah, you must have the technique down. Make sure that yeah, yeah the the drainage uh, mechanisms are not uh, plugged, plugged up. up or uh, yeah, or oh. yeah,
7: yeah. Okay, all right. Well, thank y'all so much. I enjoy your show.
2: Well, Thanks. thank you for calling. Good question. Okay.
1: Thanks, Christy. You take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I encourage you to come on and buy Burgers and check out everything. And uh, we've, Get some spinach for a salad. I was going to say, we've talked about the spinach. Is and and onions for the garden. You were checking out something when you first got here. Yeah, right?
2: I went out there. the uh, And they've got some new, new broccoli in and... Uh, oh lot, lots of uh let's see what else did they have in there blue the, bonnets, the, the bonnets. <laughs> well,
1: there's a bunch of christmas trees somebody's bringing in yeah no they're uh, that's a milberger's trucks so they must have brought them over there all they're, they're the, in the back
2: but the spinach is kind of the ne- uh, is the neatest thing oh and then our our uh, oh yeah you mentioned the blue bonnets eh?
1: Yeah. yeah we C. got the uh the blue bonnets the red white and blue
2: right plant them in the row. Uh, if you have never planted them in a row in the garden Try that one time. Put, put the white and the the red and the blue. Uh, gosh, you could do it 18 inches apart. I got my rows th- one foot apart. Yeah, they'll be packed in there. Oh right. yeah, but uh, it's amazing how uh, how much space they'll fill up. And then when they're all blooming, uh, it really makes quite a show. And they a lot of the, if you let them go to the
4: seed and let the plants dry out, they'll they'll recede. And you'll you'll have some red, white and blue blue bonnets coming year. up next year. Uh next fall.
2: This fall. I <laughs> uh, got Yeah,
1: it that's right.
2: This fall. You could do a little uh some some folks are doing little flags. Yeah. Or, or you could do the roll thing. And you could also if you've got the space, you could do a, a clump of a red in one corner of the yard and then and then you know if you got oh that'd be neat yeah a, cl- just, a different yeah. clump. and that that slows down the the integration of uh, or the conversion back to blue yeah so yeah, what what would we say Jerry we had uh, when four we, years four years we uh, we uh, managed to keep the red that yeah. Jerry uh, put in my yard one time because when you're doing a color combination this year
4: uh, you let it, let them that first bud or first bloom, uh, you make sure it's the right color. Sure, and then rip it out. out. Rip it out if it's not the right color. Right, (laughs) (laughs) Milton? Sure. Uh, (laughs) And I would be, if you you look at plantanswers.com, I don't have a lot of pictures of the red, white, and blue together. I've got the flag that we did at Waltzy, but uh, I would be interested in the Coming to your place and taking pictures of your uh, your design, uh, you, uh, red, oh, white, yeah. and
2: blue. Yeah, gosh, it could be, even the rose could be pretty, but uh, if you did a some kind yeah. of a, uh, display, that would be exciting. Milton, I, didn't you do... Some some colors in containers. One time I
1: just did red, the red and the blue, yeah. in a container, and it was beautiful to watch them intermix. And I got that from one of our listeners who sent us a picture of the red and blue together, and uh, so I decided to just copy that. But yeah, it was really pretty. Uh, I imagine the three colors this year will be really nice too. Yeah, not
2: not too late to plant, transplant. Yeah. Nothing better for uh, when you get visitors from the north. <laughs> uh, to have some blue bonnets out there blooming. Yeah. They don't even have to be blooming. They're just going, <laughs> what is this? You know.
4: <laughs> uh, speaking of blue bonnets, uh in Calvin's article, he talks about henbit and chickweed uh, coming up. Uh, he said henbit and chickweed filled in the open ground in cut flower and perennial gardens. They're easy to pull and important that they be pulled, especially in flower gardens where the weeds not only compete for moisture and and nutrients, but form a high moisture uh, layer that results in foliage fungal dieback in Snapdragon, Stocks, and Calendula. And you can add blue bonnets to that. Uh, That's true. that, That damn hen bit. It's stuff we've fought forever with the blue bar. Yeah. And uh, luckily we found a, a herbicide. Dr. Larry Stein found a, a herbicide that would control henbit, eliminate henbit. But a couple of years when we missed it, you know, maybe, maybe it rained a lot after we put the herbicide on. Was it
2: a pre-emergent or was it a contact? It's content?
4: pre-emergent. Right over the top of Blue Bonnet Seed.
2: Ah, I'll be there.
4: Yeah. And uh but the the problem with hen bit is if you if you just let it if you let it get big, like you like you said, it'll get it gets powder a a powdery mildew strain
2: that will eventually kill the blue bonnets. Yeah. And you gotta them. take the hen bit out of there. Oh. And the, if you got it in grown in snapdragons, the snapdragon foliage is, disintegrates. disintegrates, right. and they're in the. It's just like it's a, a plan by the henbit to yeah. take over the territory. <laughs>
4: and the bad thing about henbit is, if you don't get it, it flowers every leaf. I guess uh, if if you don't get it out immediately, it will recede. So it'll be back next year. Oh. Uh Mr Mr uh Henry Verstraten used to talk tell his boys <laughs> they're men now. Yeah. Uh every di- time every time they cut a hen bit they'd take it out of the field. And I mean he was going to commercial cabbage and lettuce and things like that. They're great for compost. But they would take it out of the field. Yeah. And so uh I'm afraid with our blue bonnets uh in areas we we've been neglect until the hen bit gets so big that it's really damaging the blue bonnet. well and, be, and we my volunteers and I have to go
2: in there and uh yeah. weed it. I think it'd be harder to pull out of out of uh blue bonnets it than is it, than it they is throw, out of snap they go right next yeah. to the blue bonnet. yeah snapdragons you can kind of feel the much different, yeah and uh so you can just reach in there and pull the plants out of there, but
4: yeah blue bonnets they're they're within the plant, yeah,
2: and calangulas are the same yeah they're, they're all untangled, and they're very difficult to get the
4: so keep um, the keep the the weeds at at uh, at bay, and uh Calvin mentions our ideal environments for winter weeds uh he talks about uh our uh,
2: let's see sustainable winter. Yeah, yeah.
4: sustainable winter uh, lawn and and mentioned. Uh, uh,
2: I thought the the rescue grass and the uh, the uh, annual bluegrass grass. were going to take over, uh, but uh, the rains quit. So <laughs> I'm mowing them. Nailed them. them huh? Yeah, mowing them. The first time, or maybe the first and second time, you know, was required every week, but then since then you haven't. It looks good, looks good, but yeah, and the person generally hasn't, doesn't have to mow. But I saw your, uh, you know, you you talk about annual bluegrass, where I talk about rescue grass, but I I saw the annual bluegrass uh, has, looks to me like it has more shade tolerance or uh, this. It's better in compacted soils oh, than the yeah. rescue grass does. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's pretty. <laughs> I, I, that's the
4: best picture of henbit I think I've ever seen uh, in, your, in today's paper on, uh, in Calvin's article. Section B in the San Antonio Express News. And it's got a picture by, by my buddy uh, Jim McAfee of henbit from Texas AgriLife. And it's that—that's what it looks like. <laughs> that shows a picture of it. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's got that real pretty, well, purple. little bitty purple flower. And then he got a picture of the scale we mentioned earlier on uh, Meyer lemon and uh, cyclamen as well. The... Uh, Cabot's still holding out hope that uh, the worms are going to show up. Uh, the BT products uh, like thuricide, bio-worm killer, or dipel on the broccoli and other cabbage-related crops.
2: <laughs> they haven't showed up yet, have they? Not, not as like we normally would expect them. You don't see that white butterfly that lays them. Lays I haven't there. seen much. You're, you're right. I haven't seen many.
4: Yeah. And he talks about uh, to d- discourage the uh, deer by uh, when you put new plants out, especially annuals. I guess I should have used liquid fence on my pansies on the front porch. Either
2: that or just,
4: <laughs> I don't know, plant them faster or something. Those, those deer, they, they ate them in 48 hours, ate the topsoil. And they continually come back. I had a flat there their harvestin the just like porch. spinach. <laughs> and I I had a I had a, a flat of pansies and I planted some out of the flat in pots, container. And uh though I left the flat there after they ate them and they continuously come back and pull the plants up and try to get a, every piece of it they can. So they must like pansies. Uh, Forrest Appleton says that's uh, deer candy. Oh. Yeah, I'm with I th- him. Th- I, th- I think he said that about Pettisporums. The dwarf?
2: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they, yeah, in my neighborhood, the pitis- they don't eat the Pettisporum, the standard. Standard, yeah. And then Calvin mentioned uh, in his This Week
4: in the Garden that it's time to plant onions and spinach. Uh, we got good transplant, I assume we got good transplants here. Absolutely. And he tells about how to prepare the soil. Uh, the onions are fun to plant this time of the year because you can plant them anywhere. You know, uh, cause Kevin okay. talks about fertilizing them, which is important. But, uh, you know, around container plants, uh, just plant them around container plants and they'll, they'll do pretty good. Around container plant. <laughs> there's your sulfur. Yeah, there, there's my little yellow butterfly. Yeah, butter a sulfur. A sulfur. Uh, and then uh, we mentioned Calvin mentions uh, may have a good selection of holiday plants such as Christmas cactus, phalaenopsis orchids, paperwhite, cyclamen, amaryllis on sale now. And I looked at my sales, Millburger sale deal, Milton. Yeah, I don't know. Have you looked at it? No, I haven't it. it hasn't changed. No. There, there's fewer items on sale,
1: but the citrus. Citrus uh, still on sale? Yeah. Well, well it, it says list through the 27th of December, so I don't know. <laughs> uh,
4: they haven't changed.
1: We'll check with Trace. Okay. But uh, they've got uh, fruit trees and yeah. cyclamen. And oh, well, the, the, the citrus is still on sale. We see that.
4: Yeah, they've got the sale item up there for that. <laughs> but uh, they haven't changed that. Uh, Neil Sperry talks about uh, what's the best fast growing, tall screening shrub. Uh, somebody wrote in and uh, wanted to know what that was. I uh, said, we have a new shopping center behind us, and I need privacy quickly. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, uh, the Neil says, that's a challenge because fast growth often translates into a plant that can get, get out of control quickly. Hmm. At all cost avoid Japanese legustrum and golden bamboo. (laughs) Both are horribly invasive. Is that would you agree with that, Milton? Uh well at least the
2: bamboo. (laughs) Well the Japanese legustrum is pretty invasive. It's it's
4: bad too, huh? Yeah.
2: But the birds love it, but it's (laughs) still it's overwhelming. And Neil says do not
4: use red tip for I'm with him. Because uh, it's highly prone to
2: a fatal disease. And you get, you get caught in a dilemma because they start dying and you're, you're relying on it to make a good screen. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. by the
4: time it gets to be a good screen. Yeah.
2: then you don't know if you should take them all out or just replace them piece by piece. It's better to get a, get a plant, a species in there that's going to survive and uh, perform for the long term. And Neil says, and my, I agree
4: with him, he says, I, However, my go-to tall privacy screen is Nellie R. Stevens Holly. It grows 12 to 15 feet tall and 8 or 9 feet wide. Uh, it can grow even larger in southeast than east Texas. If that's too large, you can step down to some of the other hollies.
2: Standard Burford.
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah he mentioned willow leaf holly. and
2: uh, I don't know. He, do we have?
4: I, I, don't, I don't see I too don't many folks
2: who using willy, yeah. willow leaf holly.
4: But uh, I think standard Burford. Early. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. And the deer won't eat uh, yopon.
2: Don't seem to eat it your own. Yeah. And I say, <laughs> make that declaration. Yeah, <laughs>
1: some neighborhoods under most conditions. Yeah. Hey, uh, hang on to that. Go film. ahead. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to go and uh, encourage you to give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Cherry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers right now. There's two great things that are happening this month that you need to know about. One is Milburgers' Christmas Tree Recycling Program. They do this every year, and it's a way for you to help the environment to go green and to save a little money, too. So take that Christmas tree that you were ready to take down. Take all the ornaments off of it. Take everything off, including the wires, and bring it back to Millburgers. Even if you didn't buy it at Millburgers, Millburgers will recycle it so you'll be able to go green and milburgers will also give you a 20 percent off coupon to be used on one purchase between now and february 29th for more information go to millburgernursery.com millburgernursery.com and at millburgernursery.com you'll learn more about the upcoming fruit tree basics seminar that david rodriguez will be putting on it's going to be teaching you everything you need to know about fruit trees on january 11th from 10 to 11 30 at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Volverde Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right, so I, I interrupted you in the middle of Neil. Oh, okay. Do, or did you no,
4: have something else I'm you wanted to focus? On? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm not going to get into crape uh, murder until tomorrow. Okay, because <laughs> that's a long... Neil and uh, Greg, Greg Grant. Oh yeah, have started on the crape myrtle murder, and so uh, I guess I guess people are beginning to prune
2: the... Crape myrtles now. Some of them did pruned
4: way earlier. Three weeks enough. ago or four <laughs> weeks ago, yeah. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Neil talks about uh, somebody wrote in and wanted to start annual flowers from seed.
2: Oh yeah, that was an interesting.
4: And uh, we've, uh, like I said, the first, the first zinnias I ever grew.
2: Or from seed. Yeah, zinnias are very easy. Yeah. Well, even yeah, I've, and marigolds too. Yeah, you imagine your friend, your friend at the, uh, the wild bird at the uh, not wild birds at wild the, seed farm. The wild seed farms. Well, treats them almost like a uh, a wild well wildflower, wildflower, right? wildflower seed, yeah. Well, and I do the same thing. They I I plant them, and then let them re- reseed through the summer. Oh yeah. So, zinnias are real easy to do,
4: yeah, versus the farms out at Bon army used to do that, yeah in the front- front of their uh uh sales yeah. jet.
2: and here at milburger's we have uh four or five six different varieties of uh, zinnia seeds that are available on the on the seed racks.
4: now the, we never we never talk about uh seed that much, but uh and the reason for that is we've got a good transpl- uh, wonderful transplant producer in the area and uh, they grow transplants of, uh, of hybrids, new hybrids that uh, like on the uh, uh, marigolds, they, they cover their blooms. You don't have to deadhead them. And uh, the zinnias uh, he grows. You you get several types
2: of yeah dream, uh, sizes. Dreamland, uh, Dreamland yeah, hybrid see. is. Uh, uh, you you can't believe how tight the blooms are. The the, yeah. numbers, the number of colors, and uh, and they're powdery mildew resistant. That's right. right. Yeah, they last longer because they're hybrid. And then they reseed. Of course, the parent material doesn't always re- resemble the yeah the hybrid, but. Uh, yeah, in terms of butterflies they're they're just as good.
4: Yeah, I think uh Wildseed Farms has a selection of zinnias. Uh the uh the versus used to uh uh get there from Buddy Moore, uh Moore's Feed and Seed on South Florida. Uh, used to get, uh, used to get that big one, the the, the tall one, because they it, were it for cut flowers.
2: There's the California Giants?
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it wasn't powder immunity resistant, because uh-huh. we'd get into a rainy spell, and those things would go down in a hurry. Yeah,
2: I like. Yeah, I really like those. And the other one I like is the cactus selection. Is it cactus? A, yeah, it's another large one, and it's got kind of a unusual. Petal uh, bloom. Oh, okay. Area. Yeah, but and uh,
4: you grow those from seed. Yeah. Okay.
2: You can You can plant them directly in the uh, rows in your flower garden, or the the other thing that I do quite often is just just start them in uh, containers. Yeah. And they they're real easy, and then you transplant them into the garden.
4: This guy, uh, this question and answer talks about. Begonias and periwinkles, or vinca. Yeah. Now begonias <laughs> are one of the longest from seed to sale plants that these local producer local growers produce. But the begonias that uh, will be sold this spring were were uh, started in early are seeded. In flats in the greenhouse in early June in early fall. Huh. So uh, it they are slow, slow growing, and uh, you have to be very skilled at sowing the seed because it's so small.
2: And they turn out so wonderful. I mean, they uh, uniform. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you. It's, they grow slow, but they. Unless, unless you you're ambitious, you want to really complex gardening adventure (laughs) that that might be one to to stick to the transplants.
3: yeah
4: now we've grown uh, a periwinkle of vinca from seed that was collected when the red the red color came out at first and uh they're not that hard to grow but uh now that they've got the new hybrids, and uh, supposedly the new hybrids are resistant to uh, arophotophthora, then you're better off to get a transplant of an uh, arophotophthora-resistant variety. So that that's the advantage of growing a transplant, and most people don't have the time or patience our location or to we grow got, a good transplant.
2: Yeah, well, if you get transplants too, it allows you to have a few of each variety of plant absolutely in your, in your garden. Absolutely, don't have to have rows and rows of space.
4: Uh, we want to mention that uh, now is the time to dig and re- relocate any trees and shrubs that you need to move during the winter. Oh, because they're going dormant. Oh, okay. And so, uh, you want to dig those carefully. And I already have the hole dug that you're going to put them in. Yeah. Before you dig them. That makes sense, too. Because, uh, you don't want those roots to dry. You want to keep those roots moist and
1: you're clean. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's okay.
4: Okay. Uh,. <laughs> And uh, we talked about onions. We talked about uh, cool season annuals. uh, And the fruit trees, vines, and bushes
1: will be in shortly. Yeah, Trace will. I imagine Trace will come up on the porch and tell us about that tomorrow. And uh, we can get uh, some clarification on some other stuff, too.
4: And like I say, do not top grape myrtles for any reason. It is a barbaric act that has no purpose. All right.
1: So you're getting to that more tomorrow?
4: We'll talk about that tomorrow.
1: All right. We're going to begin to wrap up for today. But we, of course, want to... uh uh, thank you for listening. Remember, you go to uh, to get the uh, sale items and to find out about David's seminar, to find out about the tree recycling program. Go to nursery.com. You'll find out about all the events that uh, the nursery has going on here, whether it's the children's gardening classes or the uh, class like David Dell's, the adult gardening seminar. Find it at MillBurgerNursery.com, MillBurgerNursery.com. All right, well, again, thanks to Al for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air and making us sound so good. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Uh, On behalf of the docs, why don't you join us tomorrow? Come on out to the nursery and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardie Road or just give us a phone call, and we'll see if we can't answer your gardening question for you tomorrow.